0: listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James.
1: A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic.
0: And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing?
1: The witch.
0: The witch. Ooh. Ooh the witch the witch the <laughs> Yeah. the v v i t c h indeed um james what the hell is up with the witch
1: well the witch is here's here's my opening thoughts let's just let's just get into the opening thoughts open your oh, thoughts let me open i'm going to open, open up open your thoughts to me i'm going to make myself oh, whatever <laughs> the witch <laughs> is a movie that really is the reshaped well-told old tale it is Not a horror movie, Kyle. It's not a horror movie. Severely mismarketed. Well, see, that's why... Or
0: cleverly marketed and shame on you.
1: (laughs) I hadn't considered that. Yes. Preying upon the... You see, we're a little disjointed right now. We're a little bit scatterbrained because how do you kick off this podcast? I don't know. I think it's a well-told, old-style tale Uh in a modern medium. Yes. And not in a a book or being told by a fire or being told by pilgrims sitting around their fucking house or whatever, right? Um, But like Kyle just alluded to, perhaps either mismarketed or guilty by association by the audience of being grouped in with so many cliched horror movies that are cranked out all across the landscape all the time. Yeah. Because even myself, I thought this was just going to be, all right, uh, another horror movie. You know, mm-hmm. Another typical horror movie with a lot of loaded in jump scares and predictable jump scares and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's not, you know? It's not at all. It's not. It's pretty. It's untraditional for modern times, but quite traditional dating back centuries, no? Yeah, because yeah.
0: what it exactly is is a clear period piece. Yes. 17th century New England Puritan period piece with a tiny sliver of a twist. But besides that. It is just a folk fable yes. told and shot exactly as you would have seen it if you were just there. They wanted to put you exactly into that moment. So it's it's a clear period drama. And hearkening back to the ad campaign, when it was advertised, it was absolutely advertised like one of those horror films. And I can only think that for – this was in a partnership um, – The director, Robert Eggers, who wrote and directed it, um, partnered with Canada. So it's kind of an international film. It had a really low budget, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that they were – the producers of it were afraid – to just send it out in the world as, you know, marketing it as, hey, this is about 1600s life in New England Puritan village. Doesn't that sound exciting? Won't that bring you to the movies? <laughs> oh, my. No, no it the won't. Tweens. Yes, the tweens. We got to get the tweens. The what tweens the have their parents' is? money, right? That's,
1: that's like, it's so it's M-9, exactly what it was. It's M. Night-esque to, to mm-hmm. mismarket this thing.
0: And that is exactly what reflected because the audience – hated it generally but the critics that went in not through the marketing campaign were like brilliant so the wrong people ended up seeing it in the theaters the wrong people ended up talking about it we're the right people yeah we didn't talk about it yet always (laughs) always (laughs) all (laughs) day and uh and so the wrong people showed up and then thus didn't like it but this is a all things considered, this is a brilliantly crafted, down to the minutiae, which we love, those little focus Lots details. Of care. Lots of care. involved in this oh, yeah. film. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, like about one. New England uh, life in the 1600s. Very interesting. Well,
1: Kyle, let me let me congratulate you. That is an excellent critique right mm. there. Right off the bat. You're right off the bat. Bam! And let's Whoa, just wrap. Let's just, let's, just <laughs> let's just wrap it up here. Yo, yo, yo. No, I don't mean that rap. Oh, I okay. mean end the fuck. No, oh, anyway. Boy, that joke didn't land. I meant you could have ended it right there. But anyway, um, folk fable, period piece. You put into work. You put it into. You, you put it. Fuck! I'm like. I need your help again. That's all, folks. Why is this not a horror movie? Why is it mismarketed? Blah blah. Uh-huh. Why is it indeed very true to being a folk tale and a period piece? Tell me, James. There's no feel good end. Spoiler alert, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no feel good ending. It's not a satisfying story. It's not satisfying in the expectations that we have of, of you know, like uh, character development, climax, and then resolution. Right. Right. Um, It the ending is grim, Mm -hmm. and no one makes it— most early. That's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like here's (laughs) here's why this is very telling of old folk tales. Mm -hmm. They don't have to have a nice little bow on it at the end. Yeah. No one makes it out. No hero, no survivors.
0: Spoiler alert. We said spoiler <laughs> alert. We're covered on that one. You see what
1: I'm saying? You know, like, and that's great. That's when it took me, you know, it took me towards to the very end to appreciate, like, wow, that they stayed really true despite their fucking marketing, right? Which uh-huh. is misleading. They stayed really true to the fact that this is a folk tale because you might still, to the very end, expect, oh, she's like, she's gonna find her way out, like, oh, uh-huh. she she'll make it. Everybody else succumbed, but nope. No, not at all. Bleak, bleak, bleak. Man, you are you're, you're you're picking me up today. You're you're like the RBI machine where I'm <laughs> I'm leaving runners on base like crazy. I know what I want to say, but I'm lacking the the frigging vocab for it. Bleak, grim ending. It is a folktale loyal to the time and the place mm-hmm. that it belongs to.
0: And most importantly about it, almost mm-hmm. all the dialogue in the film are from primary sources yes. from this time period, yes. well before any of the Salem witch hysteria. About 100 years before Salem hits the world, this happened in this area and is widely considered as the first ever documented events of the witch hysteria in uh, this growing country. In Wow. Like, yeah. So this is based on a lot of really amazing source material also, the actors and actresses in it were brilliant. It was really, really, uh, really well done time period that wasn't influenced by, you know, contemporary. They weren't speaking, they didn't class up the language so that we would understand inherently everything that they were saying. All of that was really focused. And in the, I guess we'll call it the lead role of the eldest daughter, um, casting a brilliant and unknown. Um, actress in that role really helped add to the um, mystery and just seemingly everyday uh, life that this could have been for these people. It Absolutely. wasn't special. There weren't any icon stars in it. It was,
1: it was just what it was. Which well, was Kyle, a snapshot. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you. <gasps> how dare. How, how dare, dare you. I, how dare thee. <laughs> uh, but we should have tried talking like them in the podcast. Uh, that would have been impossible. <laughs> All right. Though. Well, fuck it. We can't do it. Too late. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, the dad well, while, while, you know, a fine actor, maybe. I couldn't get past his fucking voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was too distracting. Like, a voice like that is better served as for voice acting, like a goddamn robot cartoon character or <laughs> something like that. Or a cartoon robot, other way around, right? Um, the language is distracting enough. Being modern English speakers, the yeah. the brutes that we are with the language, right? Whatever. Fuck you. There's England, right? barriers to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the language and the use of, of like pronouns, the, the way the pronouns are completely oh, different no. back in that time period, right. um, that's distracting enough. But you throw on top of the guy, oh, <laughs> I can't even do his voice. It's too, it's too over the top, distinct. I don't know if you agree with me. No. You probably don't, but
0: I, I do agree that it was too much. It was distinct um, for sure. Yeah, um, it, it, I it didn't really
1: have a problem with it. No, but, yeah. oh boy, to me it was like no, like. It, it, he it can't, was strange. He can't turn it <laughs> off. Like he, there's no, there's no zero. There's no turning off that. And so anytime he opened his mouth, to me, it totally robbed the scene of anything else going on. Because, but maybe I'm just <laughs> obsessive <laughs> compulsive. I don't know what you. are so like neurotic or hung up on some Some, some nitpicking. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nitpicking, right? Anyway, I did not like the guy's voice. It's cool. It's cool to have a cool deep voice. I mean, I come from that kind of school. Of thought whatever, but his had almost a. A really oh, I can't describe it. Go I, see the movie, people. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> I guess when when I watched it, I thought that every character stood out on their own so much, mm-hmm. and I thought that that kind of helped uh, with that a little bit. Yeah. But the, it was an ice. It was one of those like in the house kind of films, you know, because we don't see a lot of anything besides at the house and in the woods. Um, so I guess you don't need it to be really distinctive to clarify from other people. But I think that it it was good for differentiating that everybody was. Had a really clear look and and feel about them. All right, we won't get hung up on that. Overall either. thoughts. Overall thoughts. We did it already. We, we did it already. Yeah, we, we touched on it. I so. wanted to.
1: I wanted to get into the care. The care. Because we we care about <laughs> care here on Loud on the Set. I have some great examples of the care shown. The Hit cinematography and yes. Kyle, you're gonna you're gonna. I'll piggy. piggy. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um. Right away, you could. Right away. You, you don't have to be a, a, a cinephile or a, or a film critic genius to see that. Like oh, us. Like us. You don't, you don't have to be like me <laughs> or Kyle. Cinematography right away is excellent. And my primary example of this is the still shot that holds on the wagon as they leave town. Mm-hmm. That wagon is rickety and it's wobbling its way into the woods. How about that for alliteration? There you go. The wobbly wagon <laughs> winds its way to the woods. Wobbling into the woods. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Um, it stays on that shot for a long time. The score is intense in this movie. The score is great. The score is intense. Yeah. And so right there, it holds on that shot for so long. And where other garbage movies would probably rely on some sort of cheap scare at that point or some sort of quick cut. um, Nope. It just shows them Uh going towards the the wood line, right? Yeah.
0: Woof. This is absolutely a attention film. You know, oh, this yeah. is this is all about the unknown. And it starts with an unknown struggle to survive the most basic, you know, living in your society during that time period was the way that you survived. If you were out on your own, you know, with your own family in your own cabin somewhere, that life was horrible. It was tough and awful. And so a niche, right from the onset, you know, the, he gets it gets his family basically excommunicated from the the um i don't know settlement because he's he's too proud he won't uh he won't you know apologize or, or move down from his from his proud stance right. so they get thrown out and then from that moment on it's that tension of survival and then add everything else on top of that all the weird stuff that starts to happen all of the the illnesses the way the kids are behaving everything that goes on it just builds and builds and builds on top of that um And, yeah, it's all about tension
1: and looking for that release in it. Here's another great example of the care and the tension slash suspense, right? The peekaboo scene. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, they're they're into the woods. Time has passed, which Uh they show just by the addition of another human being. So, yes, enough time has passed for them to build homes and begin crops. And you Uh get the idea. They've been out there for a while now. They are surviving and barely. Yeah. So time has passed since their excommunication. And the lead actress girl, that young lady, superb actress, Mm -hmm. is playing with the baby. Anya
0: Taylor-Joy.
1: Oh, there you go. Um, She's playing peekaboo with the baby. And when they start that scene, I'm thinking, all right, they've already established excellent care, excellent cinematography. They can do a few different things with this peekaboo scene. I can't wait to see what they do. Were you thinking that too? Yeah, absolutely. As if like. Okay, oh my god, gonna, it's
0: terrifying! Yeah, yeah, they're gonna
1: do something here. <laughs> they're gonna do something. I don't know what, but I'm I'm waiting for it, and yet I'm still completely in the dark. Uh-huh. And the way they handled by just having the baby not be there uh-huh. was so simple and so clever, and yet it, it you know your stomach shoots up into your throat at that point, like uh-huh. oh god, you know, like oh my god, great tension. What 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 a crafted scene, no? Yes, and
0: I should uh, point out, I saw this in the theater with- uh, Oh, you did? Yes, with most of my family um, when it first came out. Uh, And I don't know, I I guess we were just looking for a movie and it was one of the only ones that was playing. So we're like, all right. So we went and saw it and right from the onset, uh, from the peekaboo scene and immediately what follows that scene, Mm -hmm. which again, spoiler alert going forward- um, which is the kidnapping of this child by this supposed person in the woods. You don't
1: know who it could be at this you point. You don't
0: know who it could be. And the implication is that said child is basically turned into some magic potion. Paste. By, <laughs> by way oh my of uh, being ground up, I guess and uh yeah and it (laughs) immediately just like if nothing else was enough shows you exactly what the stakes are which is that you could you too could be kidnapped and ground up into magic paste like this baby (laughs) in the woods what the hell way to start your movie
1: again it's
0: that sort of brutal and how about that scene which the witch person yeah. is taking off and it's out of focus on the moon and you're like what is it what, what's going on and then really like happening is like it that? almost and then it's like she's just kind of floating up and then it cuts
1: great transition by the way because another yes. example of the care that i pointed out was the use of simple cutting to black throughout uh-huh. the movie did you notice it yeah it With was a the- Good music build. Yep, it was effective. Sometimes they extended the length of time that the scene stayed on black. Uh-huh. Just, that is excellent. Yeah. George Lucas, take notes. Not everything <laughs> has to be a fucking wipe. A star wipe. Star, star <laughs> wipe to this. Star. Oh, my God. The, yeah. the cut to black was excellent. So, it complemented the score, which you already talked about a little yes. bit. Yes,
0: and in right. subtleties in um, the, the use of black in the film, uh, yes. changing the aspect ratio of the film. Not shooting it in traditional widescreen, the 16 by 9 format, um, or the 1.6 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Not shooting it in traditional full screen either, which would be the 4x3 s- format. Right. Shot in one33 by one aspect ratio. What does that mean? Boxing. It means that there's pretty much a box on the screen, <laughs> uh, a little bit wider, and there's a black bars on the side. Interesting. So why do this? Well... Every shot that they had was of usually somebody standing in reference to either the forest where you could dwarf them in the magic that was all of these trees that were everywhere and show a very claustrophobic scene there. Or you're in the house where you can basically show a one shot of the house that fills up the entire space. You're not worried about anything that might be on the peripherals. The box is shaped like a house. You can show the whole house on the inside. And create this very claustrophobic contained environment with this darkness on the outside. Not distorting you. Not distracting you with anything uh, that might be on the exterior like grass or anything that's out there. <laughs> Just focusing you in on that claustrophobic environment. Excellent. Really, I, I didn't I didn't notice really that while cool.
1: I was watching it. You pointed it out to me later. Anyway. But you felt it. I'm sure you felt, I felt it. it. I felt it in my soul. <laughs> anyway, um, really good stuff going on in this movie. Um uh, it's not a, we've mentioned this before I'm going to transition now to another point it's not a horror movie but <laughs> Kyle yes not a horror movie but, but some of the scares what the fuck <laughs> I got three I got three okay run them down I got three hey, <laughs> do you, you have know, a list <laughs> of course of course <laughs> uh, the uh, we already talked about the peekaboo scene not a jump scare but just a uh,
0: yeah that kind of like the floor a, fell out a def- yeah, yeah. A deflating kind
1: of. Oh, um, little boy Caleb gets lost in the woods Stumbles upon the the house of what, mm. we, what we later find out is the witch, right? The seductress. Yep, she's she's hot, right? She's hot. Anyway, <laughs> she has to be, right? She grabs little Caleb's head, brings him in for a kiss, and you just wow, you're like, oh my god, like you're you're intrigued, like this is really happening, like all of my mm-hmm. doubts about whether there are actually witches or you know the the guessing game that actually makes this movie kind of fun at times. So I like, kind of like witches now. Well, no, no, no <laughs> it, it's a tangent. It's a tangent no, for a second. Kidding. Yeah, it's a tangent for a second. The the sort of enjoyment of the movie. I don't want to call it fun. It's that the word it's the wrong word for this kind of movie. Sure. But part of what makes this movie also enjoyable is that your mind races to try to predict what's happening. Uh-huh. And if you just try to stay rooted and stay, try to stay true to what they promised you and that is a folk tale, uh-huh. then you'll realize No, it's not some mystery. Like, for a while there, I had weird thoughts. Like, maybe the mom's the witch, and she's running around the woods, and she's going to offer her own baby, and blah, blah, blah. But no, like, folktales didn't work like that. Didn't have M. Night twists and stuff like that, you know? like And that's a great point. It's true. If if it's called the witch, there's a fucking witch uh out there, you know? Because the (laughs) modern
0: audience sees it exactly like what you said, you know? When you're watching, and there's some parts where you're like, wait a minute, they're talking about that person, and, like, when that child's being weird and is not saying, but... Mm -hmm. It, it uses our perception of that everything could be wrong and weird twists could be coming and plays it straight up. It and does. It's like, no, they're screwed, and there's a witch out in the woods <laughs> that's stealing babies and grinding them into magic paste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's <Yeah>. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's, that's, the, that's the quick tangent uh, that, that adds to the enjoyment of this movie and the brilliance of it. Yes. Um, but all right, let's get back into the, the jump scares, if you will. Uh the the hot witch is grabbing Caleb closer, yes. bring him for a kiss, and then her hand grabs his head like uh-huh. her hand is this like sort of swampy looking piece of fucking <laughs> shit at the end of her arm. <laughs> and it just like boom and grabs him really aggressively and strongly by the uh-huh. head. And I was ugh, yeah. a freaked out by that. That's number one. Yeah. Um two is when Caleb um coming out of his illness or trance, whatever you want to call it, his curse, spits up the apple. Oh, yeah. Not a jump scare again, but a really discomforting, like, ugh, gross, yuck, what the hell is that? Right. And then finally, when the dad gets gored by the goat. Jesus. That, that, I watched this movie by myself. I got it from the library and I'm watching it by myself on the computer. And when the goat Gored the dad. I I almost threw my computer on the fucking. Yep, (laughs) I fucking almost tossed it on the floor because it was resting on my lap. I don't jump
0: often in films, especially with how predictable it is. There have been a couple of movies where I've had some severe uh, altitude off my chair, and that
1: moment, oh my god! Yeah, because the brilliance of that scene is you're sort of expecting the scare in that moment to come from. The revelation of something that, like a still shot, like the, him looking at something, uh-huh. like "oh boy, yes, really disturbing." What's right, you know, twenty yards uh-huh. from or whatever. But it hits you with a, a sort of a classic horror movie jump scare at that moment—a bam, like a physical impact, a sound. Uh huh. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck that goat, man. <laughs> <laughs> black fella, black fella. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, speaking of the twins, I can't let this podcast go without saying this: two of the ugliest fucking kids I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> What ugly looking, fucking, ugh, disgusting oh, looking kids! Yeah. If I ever have a kid that looks like that, oh, <laughs> I might find them down by the. Oh, I would, I, I won't take get that joke. You get to to the witch for the paste. <laughs> paste this baby up for me, please. <laughs> Too damn ugly. You know, I, I thought I had better genetics than this. Oh my ugh, god, those kids are hideous. Yeah, I hilarious. think that was also part of the the by design that the Nobody kids are fucking ugly.
0: Great in that movie. Yeah, let's maybe. be honest. But it, it helps
1: to have the kids look hideous like that because then you. You continue to suspect them of being black fed <laughs> <bellop. laughs> <laughs> I don't think they even had white in their eyes. It looked like they had two fucking mm-hmm. black marbles stuck into their pudgy little heads. This you know? was
0: another movie where, after I saw it, there was a long period of time where I was like in my house and there were like dark spaces in the corners, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> it's just like it lingers with you afterwards. Yeah. Like you're just thinking about it.
1: You know what? this scene is pretty brilliant and very telling about how this is definitely a straight up and down folk fable? Mm -hmm. Is when the the young girl, Thomason. 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 Thomason, uh, all of her family is kaput. They're all gone. They're all dead. (laughs) In fact, she just killed her own mom. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) In self-defense. She's alone with the black goat Mm -hmm. in the shed after all this just went down. Yeah. And she starts speaking to the goat almost out of desperation, like, okay, right. is this really possible? If you were talking to my little fucking ugly siblings, if you were responsible for this, uh-huh. you killed my father, speak. I paraphrase, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the little girl now, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, and then the devil speaks to her. Uh-huh. Again, that straight folktale shit. Yeah, right? totally. He just appears and starts talking.
0: Probably my
1: favorite part
0: of the movie was from the the Father Goring, up yeah. until uh, the end of the movie. I mean, just, like, the the whole conclusion to it
1: You was, sit forward, like, I can't believe this uh-huh. is happening, right? Yeah.
0: And uh, the, one of the interesting things about uh, the Black Phillip character as well, which <laughs> leads me to what you were talking about, is that there were a lot more scenes, apparently, that were planned with this goat that they had. They were yeah. going to do a lot more with it. And then when they got the goat, they realized that it was horribly untrained. Like... The people had definitely uh, (laughs) over-exaggerated how well the goat could perform in certain circumstances. So there were a ton of scenes where they wanted it to do really specific things, and they didn't get those. And I think this is one of those situations where the serendipity of it is, I think more would have taken away from it. Yes. I think that the the big, I don't even want to call it a surprise, because Black Phillip from probably minute two after seeing Black Phillip, I was like man fuck that goat and it's (laughs) (laughs) it's eyes if you see goat eyes are the creepiest things ever yeah those goat eyes on black black philip was ominous enough they didn't need to over black philip it and there were just a few scenes where it like reared up and it did that weird goat shit where it like (laughs) contorts a little bit in the air and then like stomps and goes up and everything and that was that was really uh, – but I'm glad that there wasn't too much more because it really left the focus to be on the family that de- devolved themselves. They yes. just self-destructed. That's what happened, of course. Mm-hmm. It's the power of the devil, right? Yeah, right. To so just, like, take over and, and mind meld them, you know, make them go all crazy. Um, so they have the self-destruction, and then she just goes, and she's, like, hanging out with the goat. And it's just like, yeah, this is probably it. Are you the devil? It's like, yep. Here I am. (laughs) And I love that the way that they shot it after that, because the 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 over-the-shoulder look, they're really focused on her, and you get you get that kind of like really classic look of the devil who could be like, you know, trolling up Hayden Ashbury in San Francisco here. Like that same look, you know? (laughs) It's like that's right there, everything. And you don't see the face, you just see the hazy image behind her, the out of focus image. That's just ethereal and just waiting there. But it's in all implication there. And just talking to her very calmly, you mm-hmm. know, about everything that's going on. Brilliant. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Really good. Oh. Well, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the um, the interesting thing is I talked to somebody about this. Um, Rosie, you're supposed to be on this fucking set anyway. <laughs> and she said, ah, I don't want to review the movie, you guys. Why not, Rosie? Ah, because after I watched it, yeah, it was good. But... I, I felt weird. That's what she said to me. I go, yeah, because it's again. I keep repeating myself. It's a straight folk tale. It doesn't care mm-hmm. that you that 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 uh, that an obstacle has be oh, has been overcome or right. that a problem has been solved. It mm-hmm. it's 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 witches and the devil and they're there and they get people. Right. That's the story. And you're that's the story. That's it. So of course, there's no sense of satisfaction or feel good ending. It's a mm-hmm. damn. And so. Um, that's why it's just a it's a standalone piece of work and here's what it is unapologetic, except a little deceiving with their marketing, you know. Yes. But unapologetically, like ta-da, the witch and the devil, they they, uh-huh. they they get people.
0: Well, and it's good to note that after the buzz got out there, the right people ended up seeing the movie okay, too. Uh so it it eventually found its its market where it needed to belong. Um but one of, yeah, one of the interesting points about that is that folk tales Traditionally, you know, they boil down to morals, right? They're usually trying to sell a moral to you. Um, So, whether the character actions, whether they succeeded or not, um, a bunch of horrible stuff happens, and it's like, well, that's why you should pray every day and (laughs) hang out, and that's why you should have stuck with the settlement, and your dad shouldn't have been such a jerk, and you guys should have hung out with us. you You shouldn't
1: have played with yourself. Which she said in the movie. But anyway, mm-hmm. this is a whole different thing. She yeah. says that I played with myself. She does. <laughs> but right, yeah, you so there. Yeah, it, go, so it was
0: really it was interesting to to see something so out of time like that that, that was presented to us now because the moral implications anymore uh, of organized religion and about the devil and everything are basically kind of, they fall into the fanatic groups. The ones that actually will take something away from that, you know, would be, like, extreme Christian. Or a lot of the satanic religions have talked about this movie and said a very wise and accurate portrayal of, like, some of this stuff, too. So there's been conversations on all the religious sides of this, um, but now it can exist as something that's not a morality tale. It can just exist as this really awesome snapshot to what life was back then and in that moment and use these, these real accounts to kind of you know, create a compelling story around it. Excellent. Yeah,
1: I've got to give credit to a, a filmmaker and the producers and the directors who, who don't fold under that pressure of, no, but she's got to like, live at the end and, right. and limp her way back to the settlement. and n- Nope, like, no. And if you don't like the ending, if you don't like the what, fact What do you think of the ending? How you, do you take it? Well, I mean, again, as the, the events unfolded, I thought, yeah, this is this is old school storytelling. Uh-huh. Like tales like this floated around New England, uh, 17th century. Um, they weren't these carefully crafted fucking Disney where everything wraps itself up nice and neat at the end. It was just, there'd be witches out there. There'd be <laughs> the witches there. I'm, I'm crossing <laughs> up genres here. Anyway, Captain Jack shows uh, up. <laughs> there's, there's witches in those woods. They, they snatch babies. They'll snatch you. And, and grind them into paste. And grind them into paste. Um, and so by the end, I, I said, woof. I exhaled, woof. You know? So
0: the implication is yeah. that she you know? she succumbs to the devil, right? Oh, she's a witch. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll go hang with the witches now. That sounds pretty awesome. And a lot of people in the theater right after it ended, because I saw it with the wrong people. I saw it with that first group of people that <gasps> oh, were there for the horror movie. And I was like, we're not going to see a horror movie. I want to, like, prep you guys for this. Because I read a little bit about it beforehand. Uh. Um, and when it was ending, everybody, right when it cut to black at the end, she goes up to the witch coven. Everybody's having their crazy, like, spiritual around the fire. All these, like, witch ladies Dancing out and there. Such, yeah. Um And then she just starts to, like, rise and fly with them all. And I love the imagery, like, the classic imagery of them out in the woods with, like, sticks and things, you know? Like, the first uh, broomsticks, you know, that we would then envision witches on and stuff afterwards. Um, So, Brian and all that cultural stuff, and she just is out there in, like, the raw nature and lifts off and, like, feels the power. And gets, like, overwhelmed with emotion and is, like, laughing and terrified and, like... uh, And in, like, ecstasy in that moment. And then he just cuts. And that's it. And that's the movie. Everybody in the theater. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Just a groan. The people that didn't leave. A lot of people left during this, too. (gasps) A couple people left right after the baby got pasted up right at the beginning. Really? Yeah. There were some some interesting reactions. But groans, people got up, took off, and I was, like, stuck in my chair. Like, holy shit, what did I just see, you know? Yeah. Oh, fun quick fun story about this. So, my dad remembers when The Exorcist came out, mm-hmm. um, and he went and saw it and there was a huge protest outside of The Exorcist by the the Catholic Church or whatever. And he right. went and saw it and uh and loves that like spooky stuff, like that de- He grew up in the the Catholic system and everything uh and doesn't like, you know, it's not there anymore, but all that was ingrained. So all that like spooky devil, you know, uh god stuff is is stuff that like he really finds interest in and so remembers when there was like these huge protests of the exorcist and stuff and we went and saw this movie and of course there's like no no that just doesn't happen you know anymore Mm -hmm. yeah just all over and he didn't see this with us but later um got free movie tickets through one vein or another and went to go see this by himself
1: (laughs) and i was like
0: oh my god and i like know him and he went late at night he's gonna go see by himself and i'm like dad you're gonna have like night terrors for weeks about the devil showing up and like black philip and all this stuff but he braved it went to see it by himself in the movie theater that that shows some uh what do you think courage he 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 couldn't stop talking about it for like a week after that. He was nice. totally engrossed in it. It's hard to say. This is one of those movies where it, when you walk away from it, did you like it? Like when people ask you that question, like, "Well, what'd you think?"
1: I what? liked it. Yeah, it was a good we're, movie. We're, we're gonna do good right. Ones, yeah,
0: yeah, and I liked watching it. Can I say that? Like, I like liked it. You know, because the, then that implies like the subject matter or whatever. But it's yeah, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just one of the. It was a it was a really really good movie and like really spooky and and well done but uh yeah it kind of fits on that weird spectrum of like you walk away from it with an appreciation for it but much less like oh that was an awesome movie i want to go see it again you know well kyle you've said
1: this a number of times on the Mm -hmm. podcast there are movies that you appreciate as being good movies Mm -hmm. but you'll never watch them again right because well for a number of reasons one the the novelty is worn off quickly after one viewing. Mm-hmm. Like why would you watch this again? You know that it's a straight folk tale. There's no mm-hmm. twist. Um, and two, it leaves you unsettled, and so you can appreciate it as a good piece of art. Yep. But you don't want to relive the experiences of the scenes and the and the disturbing nature of the whole thing, right? Right. So it's a good movie, but rewatchability factor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Real low. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I to go back
0: would just be to to look for. Yeah, I mean if you were
1: if you were a student
0: of history exactly. uh, you could go back and watch some of the cool the filmmaking tech The cinematography is great yeah um, or if you're having a spooky party at your place and yeah. you want to uh dress everybody up like Puritans and uh you know parade around the house you can put this on in the background and yeah you can have a little hang bit out of- with a goat yeah <laughs>
1: You can have, you can have you can have fun recommending it to others. You yes, know? a Black Phillip party, yeah.
0: or watch it with other people to watch
1: their reactions. That's kind of yeah, fun yeah, yeah, exactly. That's too, what right? I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like bring other people into it. Like right. watch this. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, let me know what you think. That's great. All right, we should move on to let's grades? grade it. All let's right, give it a grade. I'm gonna give it an A minus. Oh, wow. uh, it gets the minus. It's one of your higher ones, I think. Yeah, it gets the minus, not the straight A. Certainly not an A plus, but it gets the minus because uh, this it's distracting a little bit the voices or the dad's voice, the language. Um, the religious commentary gets a bit heavy at times. Like, I think it could have... I mean, I don't care. It's, I'm yeah. not trying to stick up for the institution, but sometimes it's a little too heavy. It's that period thing, yeah. you know. Um, but it, it also doesn't have, re, for me personally as an individual, in group mm-hmm. settings we talked about just a second yeah. ago, rewatchability, no. So it gets it gets the minus, the A minus because of those reasons. Yeah. A minus.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it's it's funny because... <sighs> It's like to be an A-plus movie, if we were going to grade something on an A-plus, and even like an A for me too, you know, uh, rewatchability is so important. It is, it is. And that's a weird thing because it's it's not like if you've ever finished, you know, James Joyce's Ulysses. You're like, wow, I'd like to go read 10,000 pages again. That sounds fun. <laughs> and like go through that journey. You take away something from it. And I think this movie was close enough to such a complete experience that even if I'm not like banging on the door to go watch it again, I'm gonna give it a solid A. Yeah. Just because I thought that the the um, it, it was so surprising at times, the cinematography was really beautiful. They did a lot of new stuff that you don't see, and the story was was in every way not compromised. You know, they they had a vision yes. and they did it exactly how they wanted to. Um, with I guess the exception of the goat performing accurately, but <laughs> hey, I think that played to your favor. So, uh, so I give it a solid A. Excellent. All right, yeah. we'll have to watch more movies that uh, <laughs> they're middle. Their, I don't know. I think a lot of comedies kind of fall in like that C area. Yeah, where it's like parts of it were funny, but is this a good movie?
1: No. Yeah, we play the extremes a lot here. Loud yeah, either, either it's total fucking
0: garbage because that's usually what we what we want to watch, right? You know, something yeah. is or the something we want to talk about is something really good or something really shitty. Yeah, that we, we can. can let's do a whole podcast one time. The idea is right here where we're going to talk about movies that we don't want to spend time reviewing, and we'll do <laughs> we'll do speed grades through them. Yeah, we'll like talk about uh, a bunch of plus, mediocre. B- <laughs> my, yeah. Expected the, uh, in the future, yeah. The uh, <laughs> podcast, or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah oh my god. Uh, Okay, oh, that's good. All well, right. on that note, yeah. black fell up. <laughs> that's all the time we have for today. I hope those two kids got pasted up. <laughs> black fell up. Black fell up. I hope the more and pestle went into overdrive for those two kids <laughs> and grind them up. right? That's all the time we have for the today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, the Veach. Uh, thank you all. Go see The Witch. It's pretty good. Check us out loud on the set at Gmail. Com. Send us what you thought. Did you like this? What do you think? You can find us on YouTube and iTunes, Loud on the Set with Kyle and James, anywhere podcasts are available, and on the kylefosterarts.com website. Send us a mail. Let us know if you uh, if you agree with us or if you think that this was a piece of garbage, like apparently lots of people did when they first saw it. Did you get duped? Did you end up in the theater expecting something else? Let us know. Loud on the Set at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Go see The Witch and have a great time. See you later. Back, (laughs) Philip. And cut.